Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. If you would like to give back to this podcast with a one-time financial donation, please visit livinghour.org slash donate. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Personal Power by Keith J. Thomas, published in 1917. Free will means the power to rule our minds. We cannot rule unless we understand. It is not necessary that we should indulge in morbid introspection concerning ourselves. We can learn by studying human nature and by pondering over the lives of the great women and men of the ages. Self-control is the first lesson that life teaches us because without it we cannot succeed in anything we undertake. Success is merely a relative term. To a number of people it stands for happiness, to some contentment, to others money. Money is not to be despised. After all, it is the visible and tangible sign of success in business. We must never forget, however, that success in business does not necessarily mean success in life. If you have money, you want to know how to use it so that it will bring you actually what you need, and this demands a cultivated and well-balanced mind. There is one quality of mind that makes for power and progress above all others. Without it, life must be a failure and a fraud, hopeless and despairing. With it, all the days are tinged with rose, and all our troubles, defeats, and disappointments are but the signposts marking our steps on the road to success and happiness. It is the philosopher's stone of life, which turns all it touches to gold. This quality is optimism. It is a gift of God possessed by everybody, like free will. It may become atrophied from lack of use, or remain stunted because it is used too little. Yet like all our natural gifts, it will increase in value by cultivation and use. People were never meant to be pessimists. Pessimism is an entirely artificial habit of mind that has no existence. Take for example the optimist who says, Every cloud has a silver lining. The pessimist replies, Every silver lining betokens a cloud. Yes, says the optimist, but the cloud only hides the sun for a while. The sun is there all the time more powerful than the cloud, and in time its strength will disperse the cloud altogether. In business, optimism generally goes by the name of ambition. The ambitious person sees only the goal toward which they are striving. They have their losses and their setbacks, but they know the goal is still accessible as soon as they begin to doubt that. Their efforts slacken, and their work deteriorates in quality. Success is a state of mind like everything else. 
Each day of achievement is a day of success, even though the work may not look profitable. Each task well done is a help to success, because it induces a sense of satisfaction and makes work easier and more pleasant. Every material and moral success is bound up with the quality of optimism, and the more we cultivate this quality, the more successful and the happier we shall be. It is indeed the duty of each one of us to be an optimist. We all know women and men who come into a room like a ray of sunshine. They are optimists and their influence makes other people optimists too. You must be one of those people. It is your duty to yourself and to those you meet. The effect of your optimism will spread itself in ever-widening circles, affecting even people whom you never meet, and the world will be a better and brighter place because of your life. You may think it is not easy to be an optimist, but it is because it simply means being natural. Stop reading this book a moment and smile. Do you not feel happier by that very action? Now throw out your chest and look upward at the ceiling. Does not that simple action help to turn your thoughts upward? away from the petty troubles and worries of life? If you do not feel better after that, go out into the open and look up at the sky. Up there your little troubles will soon be lost. Nature has no room for pessimism. It breeds only in the narrow street among little people. Measure your mind by the infinite, and you will lose all your little troubles. If you study life, you will not fail to notice that for every pain, there is some compensation, and for every trouble, some recompense. If your daily work is obnoxious to you, do it as well as you can. You can be sure that it is developing some side of your character that will make you more successful in life. Likewise, you can be sure that humdrum worrying work, well done, is producing valuable experience and is molding your character. Be an optimist and you will get where you are going. Look back over your life for only two things. Once to note all the pleasures it has brought you, and once again to see how your troubles were only the beginnings of happier times, which you could not have had without them. The mind has a great advantage over matter, in that it can create from itself its own atmosphere. The grass in the field brightens in the sun, and becomes dull when the sun disappears behind a cloud. The mind can store up its sunshine, and sparkle in dullness from its own reserve of brightness. Just as the engineer imprisons the floodwaters of the Nile, to let them loose on the arid plain during a drought, so the mind can absorb its sunshine and its pleasant thoughts, and imprison them until they are required to enliven dark hours of difficulty and danger. 
the dominant reality of life is brightness and beauty. The body responds to beauty, whether it be beauty of form, of scent, or of sound. The physical counterpart of sunshine is a bright expression. It is instructive to note how beauty produces brightness. A beautiful melody exhilarates the mind and refreshes the body. The scent of flowers, even in a room, conjures up visions in the mind of sunlit places. Visible things are seen because they reflect light. Some people are naturally more cheerful than others. They have a greater capacity for absorbing brightness into their minds and retaining it there to be called out when needed. It is of such people that we say, their presence is like sunshine. They correspond to those colors which readily reflect light, and they affect our spirits in a very similar manner. All the beauty of the earth lies before your eyes whenever you care to see it. If you will only store up your sunshine and use it when need arises. To make your mind a storage place for mental sunshine, you must first of all clear out all the dark and forbidding thoughts and replace them with bright and pleasant ones. Each of us stands sentinel at the portals of our mind. You can admit or refuse your thoughts at your will. If we allow worry and despair to come into our mental houses, and drive out hope and contentment, it is our own fault. To the lover, the world is always a garden, bright with flowers and sweet with incense. On the darkest day, their spirits are high and undaunted. The world lies before them at their feet. This is purely a state of mind that they created by themselves. And it is a state of mind that you too can create at any time. The mind is dominated by its strongest interest. If you concentrate your thought upon your work, you are oblivious to the external influences that surround you. If you are absorbed in listening to music, or in the contemplation of a beautiful picture, the state of the weather outside has no influence on you whatsoever. If you are depressed, you have only to substitute bright thoughts to drive away depression. If you are worried, positive hope thoughts firmly held in the mind will give you new courage. The very act of throwing your mind into a condition of brightness will enliven your mental outlook. When you are feeling unaccountably sad or miserable, smile and laugh and you will find that happy thoughts will easily flow into your mind. If you are feeling dull, sing a joyful song. The mere act will make you feel happy, and will help you to replace the dullness by a feeling of cheerfulness. We are just what we want to be. If I frown, I am helping the dull thoughts, the miserable thoughts, to come into my mind. It is a direct invitation to invade my mental house. When I smile, I hang out a sign, 
house full of bright, clean thoughts, no room for dullness and despair. Get into the habit of cheerfulness, not only by being consistently cheerful and looking cheerful, however you are inclined to feel, but also by mixing with cheerful people. Most people respond to each other's state of mind. If you refuse to be gloomy, your companions will become cheerful, and you will all forget what it is not to be happy. You can never get away from the fact that life was meant to be bright. The day is bright, even if the sun is not shining, and the night is brightened by the moonlight. Likewise, in our darkest hours, there is always the brightness of hope, of love, of faith that all things, both seen and unseen, are working toward our betterment. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.